Ryder here. Welcome to Pegging Paradise podcast number 303 on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. Still changing the world one ass at a time. This is my 12th year of recording all things pegging and pegging related, helping to dispel the all too common myths and misconceptions. If you want to explore pegging or are just seeking more information, I offer three educational webinars over at theartofpegging.com. Beginners, equipment, and advanced. They're filled with more information than you probably ever knew existed about my favorite subject. Pegging is likely not many of the things you think it is, and even more likely, Pegging is many things you could never have imagined. Most importantly of all, besides being an enthusiastic emissary of pegging, I'm here to be a shame slayer. Shame has no place in adult, consensual, sexual explorations. I encourage you to boldly and confidently explore your sexuality, because shame is the silent saboteur of sexual satisfaction. Okay, I have one letter to read to you today. Actually, it's two. It's two emails, and they have been unearthed from the bottom of my email um, container, whatever you want to call it, my inbox. And I've been doing this a long time, everybody. I've been doing this for 14 years. So yeah, I believe this was uh, too long ago that I even want to mention But what it is, is a relaying of two people and their experience exploring pegging with each other from both sides of the experience. So I am going to start off with her experience. I wish I could describe that first kiss. The energy flowing and connection between us was undeniable. I had never felt someone kiss me like that. It was perfect, passionate, and sensual, the most natural feeling I have ever experienced. He was sustaining me in that moment. I was trembling. He took my hand and placed it on his chest, and all I could think to myself was, holy fuck, it's hard as a rock. Later, he asked, did you feel it? I wanted you to feel my heart beating. I wanted you to know how nervous I was, too. I wish in that moment I had been less shallow and noticed the beat of his heart more than I noticed his sculpted chest, but it was very distracting. I'm a thick woman, and he is not at all. His body is tight and hard and just so fucking delicious. But what is so amazing is that he thinks, as different as our bodies are in comparison, that mine is beautiful, perfect, exactly what he's always wanted. He has helped me love myself and truly feel comfortable in my own skin. The way he talks to me and touches me is beyond perfect. We spent a lot of time kissing, and I thought that I would be more of the dominant one, but once he had my body in his hands, he couldn't help but take control. At one point he was kneeling near my face, and I was taking his gorgeous hard cock in my mouth. I was so hot for him. He took my hand and placed it on his ass. I gave it a good squeeze, and his reaction is one I had never heard before. He moaned, and the sound was beautiful. I thought, he really likes his ass being touched. During our next evening together, when I was stroking and sucking on his cock, I used my free hand to massage his balls and taint. I pressed firmly into his taint with my thumb in a circular motion, and again, the sounds he made were incredible, and the fact that it added intensity to his experience was obvious. My greatest pleasure is making him happy, and being in control of his cock and cum are important to me. Jumping forward a bit, we have become lovers at this point, to every extent except having actually penetrated each other. We have spent hours loving each other and getting to know one another's bodies and truly appreciating all of the nuances of foreplay. We were so ready. I needed to feel him inside of me. I had begged before and he made me wait. I'm so thankful for that now. He was back in town for work, and timing couldn't have been worse or better. My body was out of commission. I wanted our first time together to be perfect, so we waited. But I explained to him that it was a good thing, because it was my turn to explore and enjoy his body the way he had mine. 
I held, kissed, massaged, bit, licked, stroked, and sucked him. He felt and tasted wonderful. I love the way his flesh feels touching mine. I love the taste of his cum and sharing it with him. As I massaged his lower back and ass, he was moaning and squirming with me. He actually began arching his back and backing his ass up into me. I was so turned on and excited by this, I grabbed his ass and pulled him in closer to me. I didn't realize I was, but later he commented on how hot he thought it was that I was thrusting into him. I kept massaging his ass. I even rimmed him. Eventually, I reached my arm around him and was stroking his cock. At the same time, I was using my four fingers to massage his taint, and my thumb was pressing against his ass, and apparently, I was thrusting. It was unfucking believable So intense. So hot. Before I knew it, between him backing up and me thrusting and feeling very dominant, my fingers slid into his ass. There are no words to accurately describe the reaction. He was drunk with pleasure, overwhelmed, and instantly hooked. He was moaning and saying things that neither of us remember well, besides the, oh my fucks and yeses. I needed more. I loved that he loved it. Were you just inside of me, he asked. I giggled. I would never do such a thing. Do you want me to stop? Hell no, he panted. I put more lube on him in my thumb and slid inside of him again, this time deliberately. I continued as before, and when he came, it was glorious. I could feel it welling up in him. As it rushed out of his cock and down my hand, I continued to stroke him. He was moaning wildly. He was the first man I had ever fingered, and the first man I had ever gotten that reaction from. I became immediately obsessed, as did he. We couldn't stop talking about it and attempting to relive all that had transpired that night. It was so incredible. After the first time I fingered his ass, he told me that he felt like I fucked him. It was adorable. In my mind, there was a lot more to fucking than my finger could offer, but he was trying to process the experience, the emotion, the vulnerability, and the new craving he had to be fucked. The second time I fingered him without stimulating his cock, he wanted to focus on the individual sensations because together he couldn't process as well. It was just too intense. After a wonderful night together, we were left again with more longing and curiosity. I loved grabbing his hips and pulling him into me. I loved being dominant. I loved taking care of him and pleasing him. I needed to fuck him, and I knew that he needed it too. A few days later, he messaged me and was very excited. Did you know it was called pegging? Yes, baby, but if you want to get technical, you have not been pegged, you've been fingered. You just like the way it sounds to say that I fucked you. Why didn't you tell me, he asked. Because this is so much more fun. Somebody has been doing research, I giggled. Besides, I like the word fuck. He proceeded happily to tell me he had discovered a podcast about pegging, and he sent me a link to a podcast and a website and told me to check it out. That led me to you, Ruby, and Pegging Paradise. I am proud and thrilled beyond measure to report that I have officially pegged my man. We are exploring everything openly. It's very natural, maybe even more so for me. I have no reservations or qualms about it. It is the most empowering and sexy thing I've ever done, and I get immense pleasure and gratification from doing it. It is in no way just about him. Sometimes I even feel a little selfish I love it so much. That doesn't last, though, as he continuously reminds me of how much he loves it as well. I wanted to write you and share, because a lot of the stories we have heard are based around overcoming the negative, finding someone, convincing someone, teaching someone, finding the right equipment, is he gay, and so on. We were each other's firsts for this. I had never fingered or fucked a man, and he had never had it done to him. The important part, though, is that we love each other, and we were open to each other. It was never uncomfortable or a struggle. It's a beautiful journey that we are on together. I want to encourage other people to pay attention to their lovers. 
from the ass grabbing, taint massages, and him backing into me, plus the vocal reaction I got from him, I knew before I did it that he wanted it, needed it, and I wanted to give it to him. And now that I have, I can't imagine not having this very intimate connection with him. It takes so much trust on a man's part to open up and be vulnerable with a woman. When I look at him and say, be a good bitch and turn over, I need to fuck you, and he does, there is nothing better. I'm glad that you address all of the issues mentioned above, but I wanted to add a different point of view in the mix. We stumbled into it together. I wish it were easier for others, and I wish it was a more acceptable topic, sex in general and pegging. We all do it, sex, even though we should all be pegging too. Why not do it well? Be informed and maximize your pleasure. I love hearing everyone's journeys. I get ideas and inspiration, and some just make me more grateful for what I have. Also, thank you for the information. I have owned many toys in the past and was never an informed shopper. I am making more responsible decisions now and have gotten rid of all the crap. If I had money, I would buy a new toy every week. I want to try everything, the good stuff. I thought I'd add that we both actively listened to your podcast, and I asked him what he thought of me writing you, and he was very excited that I wanted to share our story. We are definitely partial to our story, but it's sweet, and there is so much to the physical and emotional evolution of it all. I could keep writing forever. If you have any questions for me, I'd love to talk. Thanks again, Ruby. And let's see, there's a little PS here. Originally written, here's my confession here, originally written December 3rd, 2013. A lot has happened since then. Not sure why it took me so long to send it, but my man really thinks I should. And I do believe that I re received this about a year later in 2014. That's when the email was dated. So we're literally talking about 10 years ago, you guys. Okay, so now I have for you his point of view. Dear Ruby, when my girlfriend, lover, master, best friend, she has many, many roles in my life, told me she was going to describe our pegging journey in a letter to you. She also asked me to send you my version of our story, not so much the sexual details of our journey, but instead the emotional experience from the perspective of a man. I have not read her letter to you. It was her idea for us to write separately. She thought it would be more interesting, honest, and authentic this way. I'm sure she's correct. She always is. I think our story might be a little different than what is typical for most people. It seems that the vast majority of stories on your podcast refer to how pegging is initiated or desired by the man. I'm sure that's not true for all, but it does seem to be accurate for the majority. Our story is different. I had never before heard the word pegging. I'm sure I was aware to some degree that there were strap-ons and women used them on men. I'm sure I have seen that in porn. But I never really gave it a second thought. It certainly wasn't anything that I had ever desired or was even curious about. Also, please keep in mind that although I am telling you specifically about our quote-unquote pegging story, it is only one aspect of a very rich and fulfilling sex life, which is only a part of a very rewarding and loving relationship. So let's get started. I will start off by letting you know that when we met, I had never in my life felt a stronger sexual attraction and emotional connection. I was immediately fascinated by her. I had to know her in every way. As our relationship began, the intensity increased exponentially with each passing day. As we were getting to know each other, we spent countless hours talking and kissing and touching and exploring. Even though we weren't having intercourse yet, I had never experienced such a raw, intimate, passionate, uninhibited sexual experience. It was breathtaking every time we were together. It was truly incredible. One night, we were in bed, and she was taking more of an initiative with my body, kissing me, touching me, licking me from head to toe, leaving no area uncovered. 
Never have I experienced a woman taking such liberty with me, with my body. She would move me, roll me over, push me where she wanted me, move my arms out of her way. She would position me exactly how she needed me. I clearly remember at one point she had me on my back, my legs spread apart. She held onto my wrists above my head as she laid between my legs on top of me, kissing me hard as my legs were wrapped around her ass. As a man, I had never before been in this position, literally or metaphorically, and I was very aware of what was clearly happening. She was taking the lead. For the first time ever, I felt that I was slightly slipping into more of a submissive role, or what is traditionally thought of as the feminine role in a sexual experience. That night, and especially in that moment, as my heart pounded with excitement and nervousness, I had to consciously keep telling myself that everything is okay. In my head, I was actually talking to myself, reminding myself, I'm going to be okay. Just stay in the moment and stay completely uninhibited. Just relax and stay with her. Just let her lead me. Because of what happened next and all that I experienced that night, my memory is a little foggy about the details. I remember lying on my tummy. She was on my back as she kissed and licked and touched the back of my neck, down my spine, my ass. My entire body became incredibly sensitive. Even the slightest touch sent chills across my body. Maybe she noticed because I can remember feeling her hands wrap around my hips and start pulling my ass up and back into her. Just breathe, stay calm, I continued to tell myself as I was now up on my knees, completely bent over, with my elbows on the pillow in front of me. I felt her hands and tongue continue to explore me from behind as I was on all fours. She was massaging me, massaging my ass. The feelings were incredible. Then those feelings intensified a hundredfold. In the moment, I didn't know exactly what was happening, but whatever it was, it was euphoric, and I knew I didn't want it to stop. The way she was reaching around and stroking my cock, pushing up against me from behind, I realized that she slid her finger inside me. As she continued stroking me, she was simultaneously, slowly fucking me with her finger, I'd never experienced anything like this, and the thought of what was happening was shocking. But the shock was nothing in comparison to the pure ecstasy I was feeling. That instant, I completely let go of everything. Every thought, every emotion, the voices in my head stopped. I realized in that very moment, she was in complete control of not just my body, but all of myself. It felt as if she took me and made me her property. I felt like I was her possession. She owned me, and I fucking loved it. I honestly have no idea how long that lasted, her fucking me and stroking me and massaging me. It could have been two minutes or 20 minutes or two hours. I lost track of everything, especially time. The orgasm that occurred was the strongest I had ever experienced. No woman had ever led me to experience anything even close to that. My entire body contracted and spasmed as I came with more force and volume than I ever thought possible. I can remember, while still on all fours, trying to catch my breath and slow my heart rate down as I stared down between my knees at the puddle of cum on the sheets, wondering if it was possible that all of that came from me. Afterwards, we talked and spent time together, but honestly, I don't remember much of anything because I felt a combination of being completely drunk and extremely high. After she left, I sat on the edge of the bed, trying to figure out what just happened to me. In fact, I didn't sleep much at all that night. As a man, I never felt anything like what I just experienced, not just sexually, 
but also emotionally. I had never been forced to trust a strong, dominant woman like that. I had never been led into a place of such deep vulnerability. I had never been in a submissive role or even a submissive position before. As amazing as the sexual experience was, it was equally, if not more so, confusing to make sense of as a man. That night, as I lay awake, contemplating the evening, I really didn't find any answers, just more questions. I literally would go back and forth between extreme ends of the spectrum. One minute I was thinking that was the most powerfully intimate experience of my life. And then a split second later, I was shaking and panicking at the thought, holy shit, I just got fucked by a woman. I knew I never really had a gay thought or even a curiosity, but even those kinds of gay questions went through my mind. I had so many thoughts and questions and concerns and emotions racing through me. In the days that followed, we talked about that night a lot. That's pretty much all we talked about. Looking back, I probably brought it up and talked about it way too much, but I had so many thoughts and concerns that I needed to express And there was no one else I thought I could talk to about it. It's not like I could call up one of the guys and go have beers and nonchalantly try to bring it up. So, hey, man, have you ever been bent over and fucked from behind by a woman? As we talked about it, it was obvious that she was way more comfortable with what happened than I was. Even more than comfortable, she loved what we experienced. And she reassured me every step of the way as I worked through and processed all the thoughts and emotions I was experiencing. To someone who has never experienced that kind of sexual vulnerability, it may be difficult to understand. Obviously, everyone is different and their experience is unique to them. But for me, I can assure you that being taken like that, as beautiful and intimate and powerful as it was, It was a lot to process and reconcile as a man. I read countless articles online, discovered what pegging was, and found the Pegging Paradise podcast, which all helped a lot. But most importantly, the more we talked about our experience together and the more she reassured me, the more comfortable I became. We decided to move forward to explore even more about what we had discovered. The more we talked about it and experimented, the more I needed to be hers. I needed to belong to her on a deeper level. I desperately craved even more of the feeling of her taking me and controlling me and such a deep and raw level of vulnerability. I knew she was researching and shopping, and we were both emotionally ready. Well, she was really ready. I was just kind of pretending to be ready. When I arrived at her house, she led me into the bedroom, and I could see her recently purchased cocks displayed on the bedside table, as if it was a shrine to fucking her man. It was so intimidating. She immediately put me at ease as she led me, guided me, undressed me, relaxed me, and took care of me perfectly as we began. It was incredibly intimate. I was so nervous watching her as she eventually strapped on her cock. I was literally shaking. I was on my knees on her bed when she kneeled behind me. I could feel the head of her cock brush against my ass as my body filled with a combination of fear and excitement. With one hand holding onto my hip, she used her other hand and gently pushed my back down as she bent me over. I remember as she positioned me, I heard her whisper from behind, Spread your knees a little bit and arch your back, baby. Show me that pussy. The voice in my head was screaming, Oh my God, hell no. But my body was apparently saying, Yes, ma'am, as I spread my knees and arched my back for her, doing exactly what she said. She was so incredibly gentle as she slowly took her time. It was perfect, 
I immediately became lost in the emotional and sexual intimacy. The only thing I can possibly compare it to might be hypnosis, that feeling of being outside of yourself in another state of consciousness. I know it might sound silly or even unbelievable to someone who has never experienced that kind of erotic euphoria, but it really was like she fucked me into another dimension. She spent hours taking me and making me hers, and she did it perfectly. Again, she moved, pushed me, rolled me, and positioned me exactly how she needed. She fucked me in just about every position imaginable. She claims to have checked on me every once in a while to make sure I was okay. I honestly have no recollection of that, as every cell in my body was completely overwhelmed with pure ecstasy. I do remember many times reaching for a pillow to hold over my face, hoping to muffle the uncontrollable, involuntary sounds that were coming from me. And I can also remember her moving those pillows out of the way, telling me, it's okay, baby, I want to watch you, I want to hear you. And just as powerful and overwhelming as it was sexually, it was equally intense emotionally. At times, there were even tears. The tears were not from sadness or pain or fear or anything like that. I think the tears were because she was giving me such an overwhelming and all-consuming, beautiful, sexual, and emotional experience. As a man, I just didn't know how to process the magnitude of all of those feelings. What's interesting is during the days and weeks that followed, even though it was one of the most powerful and magical experiences of my life, I still continued to have worries and concerns and confusion racing through my mind. As soon as I would get comfortable with the experience, I would immediately have the thought, holy hell, what am I doing? I'm a man getting fucked by a woman wearing a cock. But I also knew that I loved it. I loved the emotion. I loved the passion. I loved the euphoria and the mind-blowing orgasms. And I especially loved the profoundly deep level of vulnerability I would experience during those most intimate moments of being fucked by her. Because of that depth of vulnerability, after each time I would feel an incredible sense of commitment, loyalty, and devotion to her. And I think it's that kind of vulnerability that has led us to an extraordinarily deep level of connection, trust, and commitment that might not be experienced otherwise. It's been a year and a half since that first time. We still continue to explore and learn and discover. We still talk regularly about how, as a man, I am processing and reconciling all that we experience. I think we have to. That's such an important part of what's required for such an emotionally intimate act. And today, she still continues to push me to new and deeper levels of vulnerability with experiences in which I never, ever imagined I would find myself. Maybe next time I will tell you about those. <laughs> so there you go. I decided I was going to read this and put it in a podcast as a standalone because that story is so remarkable. Sometimes uh, things slip through the cracks. I've said that before. And I was so astonished that I found this. I think what happened was I read it and went, holy crap, this is really long. And then it never made its way onto the podcast and just kind of slipped through the cracks into the depths of the inbox. But I am so happy to have found that. Whenever I read someone's emails on my podcast, I do send them an email and let them know that it's going to be on the podcast, give them a link and everything. So I am really, really hoping that not only will these emails find their way to these people, but also that maybe we can get an update. Who knows, right? But I just want to thank both of you just so intensely. The writing that you did about this was remarkable, probably partly because you wrote it separately and did not read each other's writings. And you both write so well, so descriptively of what the experience was like. Very vivid, very eloquent. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree, a lot of time I do this podcast, it is spent on things that can be difficult in this journey because I'm trying to help people out and because a lot of times when people write in, they have a question around something they're struggling with. So I always really, really enjoy and welcome these stories that are all about, wow, check this out. This was so incredibly, amazingly cool. (laughs) Thanks again for sending this in. I know it's been a long time and it seems belated, but at the same time, so well-deserved. I'm going to play that music for you. Congratulations. Let me give you an update on a bunch of things. I went to the Anme Show, Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo. That was in January. And it turns out they separated things into two shows, kind of, which I wasn't aware of. So I went to the first one, and I was kind of like, where is everybody? Because there was a bunch of manufacturers who were not there. And then Tiffany found out that there was another show and sent me a text and said, I think this is why the show was so small. And I was all prepared to go down, back down to LA and do that second one, which was actually less than a week away, I think, or approximately a week from the first one. And I got sick, so I didn't make it to the second one. But I still have a bunch of news about different products and things. First, let me talk about Strap On Me. They have a new harness out. It's called the Unique Harness. It has two holes. So the the lower one is quite far down, has no fabric behind it, and is absolutely designed to hold a double. And then the upper one is meant to, to hold just a regular dildo, right? In fact, they have an illustration on the package that shows exactly that. Uh, There is only one size. (laughs) If it's waists 25 to 35, which is approximately U.S. sizes 2 to 12, it has a G-strap design. And this has an elastic waist and everything. So it is one of those harnesses of strap-on-me that is not going to hold your toy as well as it could. I am campaigning to get them to put more elastic in these fabric harnesses that they have. They have other harnesses that are great and they hold the toys fine, but this one particularly is like the other lingerie harnesses, like the Diva. And I got one of those and checked it out and it just doesn't have strong enough elastic on it yet. So I'm trying to talk to them about that. We'll see if they change anything. It's probably perfect for sensual pegging, but if you want something that's really going to hold that strong against you, this would not be the one. Nonetheless, it has that gorgeous French design. Oh my gosh. Um the elastic waist, the G-string strap, because it is a G-string design, and both of the leg straps are all adjustable. This is why they have one size. So that's that. Strap on Me also has another dildo out. It's called the Tapping Wave Dildo. It is just over six inches insertable, and it's got a larger head on it that's 1.38 inches, and then there's a bottom curve, 1.46. So it's got a couple of waves on the shaft of it. On the head of it, there are two vibrating motors that kind of like on the top and the bottom, and it is significantly curved. So this is going to give you a lot of prostate stimulation. It is rechargeable. It has a suction cup. It's waterproof. So that head vibrates on the top and the bottom. And let's see what else. The next one from Strap On Me is just a realistic suction cup dildo. It's one of those ones where the suction cup is slightly apart from the base of the toy, but it is a beautiful realistic suction cup dildo with balls. It's got 1.69 inches in girth and it is six inches insertable. And now we're gonna move on to Tantus. Tantus was at this anime show. Uh, Tantus has two dildos I wanna tell you about. 
One of them, well, first of all, when Tantus does a line of uh, dual density, what they call that is they call that their O2 line. Not sure why, but whatever. You know, it's like Vixen Creations calling their dual density line Vixkin. They have a name for it. So it's O2. They have a number one and a number two, and these are realistic uncuts. Part of the reason that Tiffany and I thought you might like the number one is because it's a lot longer. For those of you who want those longer dildos, those big, beautiful couples out there that are looking for longer toys or you receivers that just like the feeling of a really long toy. So this is girthy. The number one is it's got a diameter of 1.75 inches. It is dual density, as I mentioned. But the funny part is, is like the insertable length. Oh my gosh, the measurements I'm finding are all over the freaking map. So I sent them a message because literally I found mentions of length anywhere from 7.45, which is reviews from some time ago, to 8.75 insertable. So I sent them a message and said, so can you like measure one of them and tell me? Because they have redesigned some of their toys. So it's possible that the length is a little bit longer than it was, you know, almost 10 years ago. So we'll see. But nonetheless, it is bound to be a longer toy because at the minimum, it's going to be 7.45 insertable, 1.75. So definitely girthy for more you more advanced users. There is also a number two uncut and that one is a smaller version. It's, and they, they seem to agree on the measurements for this one, 1.6 uh, girth and insertable 6.4. <laughs> okay. Still in Tantus territory. Tantus has cones now. I get a lot of people asking me about anal training. Anal training in the BDSM sense has a different connotation. It sort of implies dominant submissive and your dominant is telling you that you need to train your ass for them to fuck it or something along those lines. But anal training is valid for anyone that is doing larger toy exploration or someone who just wants some kind of device to enable them to stretch their external anal sphincter to take toys comfortably. It doesn't have to be large toy exploration. So Tantus offers three different cones. They have a small and a large and a squat. These start very, very tapered. The small uh, goes up to a diameter at the base of the cone, which is two inches. So it starts quite tapered and goes all the way up to two inches. The length of it is eight inches long, and that comes in regular and firm. And please remember, if you're going to try and stretch that sphincter into uh, larger spaces, you know, the two inch and that kind of thing, Remember the the rule of softer is safer. So if you're stretching your sphincter, you want a softer toy usually, unless you're very experienced and then you can get the firm one. The large one, the measurements on that go, um, let's see, the length goes up to 10.7 inches. It is tapered to start with, of course. And then the maximum diameter on that one is four inches. And then there is one that is squat. And as you might imagine, this one is shorter in length and much, much girthier. This is for the way advanced people because the length of it is seven inches and the max diameter is five inches. So that is that is quite the hunk of silicone. The small and the large are harness compatible for those of you who want to check that out and play that way. We've also added another Tantus toy, um, a basic one. It's, um, it's called the Charmer. It is basic medium firm silicone, seven inch insertable and 1.3 inch in girth. It's slightly curved. It's got a slightly larger head and then it's got waves on the side of the shaft that, that it curves to a little bit. It's a nice kind of beginner toy, actually. 1.3 inches in girth. That would be a good one. And last but not least, I'm going to tell you about the B-Vibe 360 plug. So this is specifically for prostate, and B-Vibe just does such a good job on their toys, goodness sakes. And it has a tip that basically rotates in 360 degrees. It's absolutely wild. There are two vibrating motors, one on the head that rotates, and then one on the base of it for the perineal pleasure, right? And you've got a remote and everything. Let's see, it's got six vibration modes, six vibration patterns, six intensity levels. And it's just a little bit over an inch and a quarter in diameter. 
and four inches insertable. It's splash proof and it is rechargeable. So there you go. And it has a remote control as well. So yes, that is an amazing toy. Absolutely. And then I have one more B-Vibe plug that I want to tell you about. I'm really excited about this one. This is another B-Vibe anal plug. And it both of these ones, this is called the inflatable anal plug. And both of these, the one that I just told you about and this one, have little tabs on them that are kind of like little handles, if you will, that actually help using it. It's a, it's a great addition, absolutely. So this one has five expanding modes and it's run by a remote. Holy crap. So check this out. The remote, when you press it, it does this. There's mode one, which is small. And, and the diameter on that one is 1.67. Mode two is called medium, and that enlarges it to 1.75. Mode three is called large, and that enlarges it to 1.80. And by the way, you are doing this with a remote, right? It's not like, like the one that is strap on me where you have to like stick the, the sort of needle in there like you were inflating an old style volleyball or something, right? And then squeeze the bulb like a, a um, blood pressure cuff, right? Because that's how that one works. So yes, the large goes up to 1.80 inches. And then there's two more modes. So what happens with those? Mode number four goes from small to large with a stop in the middle of each stage for one second and then just goes on repeat, right? Mode five goes just from small to large and repeats, doesn't have that stop in the middle. So yeah, it's fascinating. I really, really want to get one of these and check it out. B-Vibe makes the most wonderful toys. And so I have no doubt it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and what else do I want to tell you about this one? It doesn't just expand. It has a vibrating tip and base. So you're going to get that tip vibration as well as the expansion and the base for the perineal pleasure stimulation. There you go. Okay, there's two more things I want to tell you about. Uh, the Liberator people were at the show and I had the fortune of having a sit-down conversation with one of their salespeople who turned out was a gay man and had all kinds of interesting information about which cushions are the best for mounting toys for solo play for like riding it right because they have three or four he said the very best one for men is the bonbon and i'll put a link to that clearly in the show notes but that is because some of the other ones require that a wider pillow fits between the inside of your legs. And he said, there's just something about the way that men's legs go apart, that the gradual half round of the bonbon is just simply more comfortable and it holds all kinds of different toys. So I wanted to pass that information on to you as a wonderful toy holder. And while I was there, I also asked him, if the sales of the two masturbatory sleeve holders were doing well, one is called Top Dog and the other is called On a Mission. And those are pillows that hold masturbatory sleeve mounts with the idea, of course, in my pegging world that you can have your cock in the masturbatory sleeve and then be getting fucked by your partner, also called the Lucky Pierre in the Urban Dictionary, right? That is the phrase that people use for fucking someone and getting fucked at the same time. So I was wondering what the sales were, in the comparison between the two models. And he said the on a mission is a much more popular one. The top dog doesn't sell that much. And I think it's because the comfort of laying down over it is preferable, basically. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. You'll be getting links to all these toys. Okay, and so the last one that I want to tell you about is not from the show. This is something that I ran across and it is a harness that holds a toy. And I wrote an email, talked to the guy, he sent me a sample. He was actually taking a break because he makes body harnesses and leather harnesses and a bunch of stuff like that. But 
Um, he also started making these harnesses, kind of. They're just nylon webbing and Velcro, but they're ingeniously designed. And they will hold a dildo on a pillow or a rolled up towel or something like that. That was the whole point to begin with. And the sales of those just took off. So he kind of broke off that part of the company. And you can find it on Etsy. And the name of it is Har4Dill. H-A-R-F-O-R-D-I-L. The sample that he sent me is one of the smaller ones. And now he's got a bunch of different sizes. So you can basically attach a dildo onto almost anything. And also you can attach almost any diameter of dildo because the straps will accommodate that. But the idea that I had, which I was excited about this harness because it is very inexpensive as well, is that you could take a foam roller, the kind that you use at the gym to roll out after you're done working out. And if you're not a gym person, this is just basically a six inch diameter long styrofoam roll that you roll your body over, okay? So I was thinking about taking one of those, wrapping a towel around it for comfort, and then putting the dildo on it. So the one that he sent me doesn't quite get that big. I think it's meant for a rolled up towel. But when I have asked men who love to do solo anal play and love to ride things, the complaint that I usually get is it's no matter the pillow or how many towels you roll up, it just doesn't hold it well enough in terms of it always seems to compress a little bit, put extra pressure on the knees and never gives enough to push against. Now, of course, this is a different thing than a suction cup thing or the bonbon, which I just talked about. But the whole thing here is that this is so much less expensive. So I, I have had this for a while, this harness. He sent me an email a while ago and I thought, okay, I need to, to look at this and see what the deal is because I tried it on like I said, that foam roller with a towel wrapped around it, and it wasn't quite big enough, even for my smallest toy. And you know, the diameter of the toy doesn't make that much of a difference, but I had those Velcro attachment parts at the very end, and it still wouldn't quite work with that six inch foam roller with just a hand towel wrapped around it was all. It wasn't like a big bath towel or anything. But then I go to the Etsy and he's really expanded things. He's got like different sizes. So you can basically use it for a chair. He even said a tree trunk, <laughs> which sounds interesting for you outside people. Yes. But there's not only a bunch of different sizes, there's also extensions. So if you buy one and then you want to use it for something else, there's so many options there. So I'm going to put a link to that for you all. And I think they range in price from, let me check here. Hold on. 18 to 24. There's four different options. Um, post, pillow, towel, and chair. <laughs> and there's all kinds of measurements. So I guess I got the pillow one, I believe. But anyway, it ranges from 18 to $24. So you can check those out and he's got all the measurements in terms of, okay, if you're going to put it around something this big, take into account that the bigger diameter the toy is, it will reduce the total amount of inches you have available to wrap around something. But it's very simple, ingenious design, well-constructed, and I would love to send a bunch of business his way and give you all one more way to enjoy your toys. So there you go. Okay, so that's pretty much all of the toy news that I have for you. So here's the rest of the news. All three webinars are now recorded and available for on-demand viewing. Holy crap, yes, I did get it done, finally. So those are all available. And from now on, I'll be teaching one live webinar per month of each of those. And those are going to be free, of course. So all three are, are, are available for on-demand viewing as well. And of course, when you get the ones that are recorded, you can view them as many times as you want. You can show them to your friends. You can show it to your partner or partners or new partner, additional partner, whatever. Uh, the only thing you cannot do is charge for people to watch them, please. 
and you get a certificate of completion. When you buy one of these recorded webinars, once you have watched the whole thing, you can check off all the things that say complete in the section on the website, and then you get an email that says, hey, you have a certificate of completion. You can frame that and put it on your living room wall for a big amount of conversational material there, conversation piece, or you can frame it and put it in your bedroom. You can post it up on whatever kinky website you are on to let people know, yes, I know what the hell I'm doing. So there you go. Uh, the other news is that I am now doing happy hours, regular happy hours. What does that mean? That means I go on Zoom, I'm there for an hour, and it's very casual chat. You can turn your cameras on if you like. You certainly can turn your mics on because we're all just chatting. You can ask me questions, whether they are like ask me anything questions, or you can just ask any questions that you have about pegging, anything at all. Uh, the only thing that I request is that you behave. <laughs> we all know what that means. Please do not dress scantily or naked or do wild things on your video and get me kicked off Zoom. That's not cool, okay? And just be respectful of other people. But it's lovely and casual, and I will be doing those once a month. The next two that are happening, well, first of all, let me tell you that there is now a link at theartofpegging.com at the top that says happy hours. One of the most important things for you to know about the happy hours is that they are a different special login. So in other words, I use the same login for so many different things. On all of my Zoom, it's the exact same link, exact same password, but for these it's different because I wanted to make sure only the people who registered were able to attend as opposed to a zillion people coming in and Zoom bombing me or whatever, right? I just wanted to have a little bit more security since I am allowing people the ability to use their cameras and their mics and everything. So you will need to register to have that special login. The password is the same, but the login link is going to be different. So you can do that by going over to theartofpegging.com and right at the top is now a link that says happy hours and you can register for one of those if you like. I will have at least once a month, maybe a little bit more frequent than that, but please do join us if you have any inclination to hang out and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Because, you know, there's a lot of topics that are pegging adjacent that I am fascinated by, interested in, have knowledge of. And chances are very good that if I don't have knowledge on something that you're interested in, I can point you to a direction of someone who does have that knowledge. So here we are, and that is going to do it for this particular podcast. And I am not going to do my readout. I am just going to say thank you all so much for downloading and listening. You rock. Happy pegging and no shame. <laughs>